0: Movies and ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And we are covering Hissers 3 Fortress of Flesh by Ryan C. Thomas and Anthony Trevino. And the, well, not brand new movie, uh, but I don't know, month old movie, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's so old. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're like work kept backing up on me. And then, uh, yeah. But. We no could pictures, have dude. <laughs> we we could have uh actually recorded this whenever it was what like within the week it came out, huh? Yeah. yeah. It's
1: been like forever ago now. I don't even remember it. Although
0: <laughs> although I literally just finished uh hissers within the hour. Mm, really? Yeah, yeah?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh really?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah, it was nine oh three. We're recording at nine thirty four. That's not like when we set to record the podcast.
2: <laughs> <It's
0: 930. laughs> anyway, uh, but what's given,
1: you're just giving up like too much of our trade secrets. I know. I know. Uh, not dude, reading anything. Dude, if we,
0: <laughs> if we had like a Patreon, I could give out like our effects plugins for each of the tracks on Reaper. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Like our, our, <laughs> our, uh, audio chain like <laughs> presets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but
2: no, God, nobody uh, would pay for
1: that.
0: No, no, it's boring me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, what's new with you? Uh, not too much. Just, new. you know, stuff, I so, guess. See anything good lately?
1: <clears throat> um, Let's see. I watched uh, Venom 2. Oh, really? That's out?
0: Yes. <laughs> Is it like left theaters? Huh? Has it left theaters? Am I that out? Of, oh yeah, out of it's left theaters. Dude, I was going to take my kids to the movies this past weekend, um, and I didn't recognize a single movie. You're gonna watch Encanto? Uh, well, I, I potentially, but I didn't recognize it, and it was just the only one that was like aimed for kids. But I was like, yeah. "There's a new Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City movie out. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah." Yeah, it's weird. Like, post-COVID movies in theaters, a lot of them are like, it's like the fake movies you'd see in movies, <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? Like the end of 21
0: Jump Street? Yeah, yeah. Like, it all seems like that. Well, that's just because you're not keeping up with anything. I know. Like, <laughs> I, like seriously, yeah. I've been thinking, like, you know, I'm finally, like, fully out of touch. <laughs> What's the alternative? Like, you trying to stay uh, up with the times? But, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> how how was Venom there two? <laughs> um,
1: I don't know how, but worse than the first one. <laughs> Dude, Venom one
0: is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Dude, this is this is not good, huh?
1: But somehow it
0: made like half a
1: billion dollars.
0: Yeah, you know I, uh, during a fun- COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of people that like risked it to go, <laughs> but I mean, I guess you did. So,
2: uh. <laughs> or not? <laughs> anyway, <Worth> but it. <laughs> yeah, just in the hospital, <laughs> worth it. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, that. Well, you know, at least movies are performing. I guess.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did you see that thing where... uh, There's a
1: part in the movie where where the Venom symbiote, like, sings tomato, tomato, like that... Of course. Potato, potato, tomato. He sings that. Of course. (laughs) For an extended period of time.
0: Absolutely. I can see that. You can't? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did, so...
0: (laughs) Dude, that movie was—it was like one of those, you know. I forced a bot to read, you know, like one of those memes. Like,
1: well, uh, so Andy Serkis directed it, right? Did he? Yeah, um, but he had he had been called in because uh, the original like director, I don't know, quit or had had to step away for something or whatever. But apparently, he's said in interviews and stuff that they like literally dumbed the movie down for kids basically like he took everything that was like darker and would have been like more like exploration of the character and just chunked it out huh (laughs) well that's odd
2: yeah
0: I
1: mean... But I mean, it still made half a billion dollars.
0: Yeah, it's still more successful than anything we'll ever do. (laughs) Ever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what you do with that. Like, it's frustrating. But I think, honestly, I was looking at it. You know, running times on movies are going longer and longer. This one was short. Well, I'll just put it this way. So, I, I was looking for movies for the kids. And there was that Encanto movie. And, you know... Disney movies usually are straight up an hour and a half, right? You can, yeah. like, time them. Oh, and man,
1: old school Disney movies are even less than that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Steamboat, Steamboat Mickey. Oh, no, I was
1: talking, like, uh, Sleeping Beauty
0: and stuff. Oh, yeah, like an hour ten. But, like... Yeah, they're like, that was like two hours and five minutes, and I was like, I don't want to do that, like, <laughs> like <laughs> and so we didn't go see it, Um, we went to <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese instead, but... Uh,
1: just no, just went and, you know, went through McDonald's and got a single black coffee and went home. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you enjoy the car ride, kids? <laughs> or even better, just like, leave them at home <laughs> We were gonna see a movie, but dad got a coffee instead. No, uh, we went to Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, yeah, it was Chuck E. Cheese. But what I'm what I was gonna say is I think film film is now just trying to compete with TV. I
1: You're saying like like by being like uh decompressed? Yeah. Like decompressing a film so long that's got like three hour runtime. Yeah. So it's like a mini series.
0: Basically kind of, I mean like even Ghostbusters, those were 90 minute movies. This one's two hours and 15 minutes or something, two hours and 25 minutes. Like it it was long. And you know, I took my kids to that and my three year old looked at me and she's like, is this movie almost over toward the end? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, good. I've been watching this movie since I was a baby. And she thought it was (laughs) the funniest thing she's ever said. (laughs) She's laughing at her own joke. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Ghostbusters 1, the 84 Ghostbusters, was an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. Ghostbusters 2 is an hour and
0: 48. Okay. So a little longer than my 90 minutes. But what's the new one? Uh, Two two hours and four minutes. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. So I was off by 15 minutes either way. Yep. (laughs) Well it it seemed longer. So so I'm just here to fact check you. Yeah. Well, I mean we'll just buzz that all night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Venom was an hour thirty seven. Oh
0: god. So that is really But it's
1: it's yeah, it's like the second shortest like Marvel movie ever made.
0: Huh. Well that's cool. Was it? I don't know. <laughs> Dude, have you seen anything about that Black Phone movie? Uh, Joe, no. It's like adapted from that Joe Hill uh, short story. I think it was in 20th Century Ghost, which, in fact, I know it was in 20th Century Ghost. And uh, they now have named all the reprints of 20th Century Ghost the Black Phone, which I think is shit.
1: Ugh, I hate it when they do that. I do too. Like, I mean, you can put one of those like stickers on it that says like featuring the black phone or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this is like the the movie poster of the black phone, and then it's like you know originally published as Twentieth Century Ghosts. But mm-hmm. anyway, but no, the movie looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do not seem to <laughs> agree with me, but it looks pretty cool. It's uh, Ethan Hawke. I don't know. Looks. <laughs> <laughs> wish I had more. I don't even remember.
2: <laughs>
0: I don't remember the plot, and I've read the book. Well, <laughs> uh, uh,
1: that says a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, but, I mean, it, you, you read a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, uh, you know, I haven't seen a whole lot of movies lately, per se, but, uh. uh As far as reading a lot of stuff, you know, I've long, long said for uh, quite some time that freaking, uh, you know, Pressure by Jeff Strand, one of my favorite Mm -hmm. books of all time. I think anyone should read it. Fantastic book. Mm -hmm. Um, It might actually be my favorite horror book ever written. Mm -hmm.
1: Anyway, is that is that one bingo space or two?
0: (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) anyway, he put out. Like, two weeks ago, he put out uh, the sequel to Pressure. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. And I'm halfway through. I didn't start it, like, when it dropped. But I'm halfway through with it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, But that's a book that you would never think would need (laughs) a sequel. But, like, in fact, I was pretty skeptical. Like, I don't know that they're going to be able to, like... But yeah, and now that I'm reading it, I'm like, holy shit, I'm really, really happy that that they did do that because it's like this long, like pressure is a story that goes like from a kid's like being like 10 years old all the way till he's like in his late 20s. And so Mm -hmm. it's this like long thing. So why would you need that? You know? A kid yeah. goes to school, in a nutshell, in case anyone hadn't read it, it's about a kid that goes to school with a serial killer. And when he gets older, the the uh, uh, classmates kind of, like, obsessed with him. It's pretty cool, like a really, really cool uh, story. But anyway, so pick that up. That's called Deathless by Jeff Strand he didn't pay me to say any of this, <laughs> but
1: I'm glad you clarified that.
0: Yeah. What would you do if you found out <gasps> all of this was just, you know, Jeff Strand was secretly paying me and that's why he's been like the 10, whole 000. time. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I would be wondering like why I didn't get a cut. I, you know, well, yeah, but I'd be a little upset. Like <laughs> you never told me before. <laughs> yeah.
0: But what if he was just paying me in books? You'd want to cut at the books. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to cut the
1: books in half and give
0: me one. Hey, uh, next episode I'm thinking is going to be our, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's not happening by the way. You know, he's not paying me, but ne- <laughs> next episode, <laughs> um, um, Should be our year end review, right? Special guest, Jeff Strand.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, it should be. Yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert, I think I already have my number
0: one. Do you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I got mine. You're not going to see it. Is it Venom (laughs) 2?
1: Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, I do have actually one piece of news that I'd like to talk about just real quick. Uh huh. Um, if if we can sure before we get on to the actual things, um. So a while back, like uh, a movie was like sort of announced, um, that was going to be uh, Renfield, from from Dracula. Uh huh. You remember? You remember Renfield? Yeah. Tom Waits' character in the um, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it was centered on him. And uh, Nicholas Holt, the guy from like Warm Bodies and stuff like that, is going to be Renfield, right? Yeah. But it was just announced. um, Well, also, uh, I didn't realize this, but it was going to be from an outline, a story outline from Robert Kirkman, the guy who did Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. But anyway, but they just announced who's actually going to play Dracula. Mm -hmm. Have Have you heard about this? Oh, in Nicolas and Cage. It is Nicholas Cage. Yeah, and that, that sounds amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down. That actually seems fun. I am fun, so though.
1: down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna if it's gonna be. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be serious.
0: I mean, I don't know. I would imagine Kirkman doesn't do a whole lot of not. Serious stuff. Well, I well, guess I mean
1: some of the stuff in Walking Dead was kind of funny. Invincible has a lot of humor in it.
0: Yeah, but it, it's still—I don't know—that I would call it invincible, like Invincible. And I've only seen the show, so I don't know. But from what I hear, it's pretty, uh, pretty close to the books. Yes, yeah. um,
1: they've changed some stuff, but it's pretty close.
0: But I still think I would call it like action slash comedy, not comedy slash action. Yeah. You know.
1: Action slash comedy slash Extremely violent
0: Yeah yeah. Oh uh, uh I got a, a tiny bit of news Anne Rice passed away today
1: Yeah speaking of vampires uh,
0: You calling her a vampire? God bro <laughs> She was a 92 but <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I thought she was 80 I don't know
2: uh, <laughs> God
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I should've looked that up. I thought I read she was ninety two. Um, you know that yeah, you're right. She died at eighty. Like every headline that I looked up yeah. dies at eighty. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I don't know. I I don't know much about her uh writing. I've literally not read anything and I've only seen the the films of you know Interview with a Vampire and uh, Queen, of the, Queen of the Damned, yeah. Didn't they do like a Lestat one, or was that just something r- rumored?
1: Uh,
0: well, I mean, he's like the
1: main character in Queen of the Damned.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know, I I think honestly, she helped rekindle an interest in the genre in the '90s. You know?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, you know that we
1: probably wouldn't be talking about a Nicolas Cage Renfield movie without that. Yeah. yeah. There, there definitely wouldn't the 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 like romantic version of the of the vampire. I mean, certainly there's some some of that stuff in in Stroke uh Ram Stroker and stuff like that. Stoker dude. but <laughs> Stoker, I don't know why I said Stroker. Ram
0: um, Stroker is something different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but there's definitely some of it in like that, but like, you know, there'd be no Twilight
0: and stuff with yeah, like yeah, without
1: yeah. Anne Rice.
0: Yeah. I think didn't she like do a bunch of like religious books too? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean like we're like the I world's don't, I don't know two most like uninformed <laughs> Anne Rice people.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, well, that, I mean, that, you know, I know that my dad really liked her books, but he got burnt out on them, too, so mm-hmm. <laughs> that's about all I know. I, I remember buying a couple of Anne Rice books at Christmas, and him being like, at first, like, yeah, cool, and then, like, later, like, no, mm, yeah. <laughs> Please quit buying
1: me these. <laughs> yes, yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. I always got them a it's book. Like, I, don't, I don't need all 40 Anne Rice novels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, you know that that sucks, and you know. I yeah. Know, I don't know how to end out a a, a uh, you know piece about someone dying.
1: And we're back with our review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, directed by Jason Reitman. Um, so here's the uh, official synopsis. When a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. Yeah. Well, we
0: covered that. <laughs> <laughs> that um, Yeah. I, that's kind of it. it. You know, it's mom and her kids moved to a new town. Uh, they're kind of down and out. Like I forgot what she did for a living. Do you remember? Uh,
1: I don't know. She was being evicted.
0: <laughs> yeah. <in> the, yeah. <laughs> the
1: first scene you see her. <laughs>
0: yeah, and so like uh, she had this uh, this kind of prodigious daughter. Uh, you know, very uh, scientifically inclined, and and then her son. And, and does it say who they're related to in the trailer? I mean.
1: no i don't think so but if you like see the little daughter then you can probably make a good guess (laughs) yeah
0: yeah. (laughs) so but uh yeah so a lot of people have been kind of saying this is stranger things meets ghostbusters only because of the casting of what fan wolfhard um yeah but uh this and honestly, you know, hey, Ghostbusters was my thing when I was a kid. I probably yours too. I wore Hell my yeah, VHS, yeah. I wore the VHS tape out, and so like I was very uh hopeful yet skeptical that this mm-hmm. would do anything so we've for me. have
1: been burned before,
0: yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um,
0: and you know, I did finally go go watch the uh, Ghostbusters one from a few years back. The It's the not three, as bad as... No, it's nowhere near as bad as what it got.
1: I, I maintain, like, my original stance on that was if the original Ghostbusters movies didn't exist, mm-hmm. right, and then that movie was made, it would have been s- like the exact same movie. It would have been way better received. Yeah. It's just everybody was comparing it to the original Ghostbusters. I could see that. I mean yeah, I, I don't know. I mean it wasn't it it wasn't a great like it wasn't like a perfect movie or anything. No, no. But it's a lot better than people pretend like it is.
0: Well, it just kinda came out also at a time where, like, you know, right on the heels of Gamergate and all this stuff and all those uh, yeah, you know, these assholes were basically, you know, really ready to start war on anything politically correct. And they felt yeah. like that was politically correct, which or I didn't. Anything
1: starring a woman.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is kind of just shitty. Um, but, but yeah, it, it, uh, I don't think it was that great, but it, it made me, all I'd heard was that it sucked from everybody. Uh, Except for you, you were like, ah, it's just a little too little kitty. Yeah, but,
1: it was it was aimed at little kids,
0: and yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was decent, but I'll be honest, I would be a little annoyed if this turned out to. I, I would give it a two and a half out of five, like just completely run of the mill, you know. Mm-hmm. And if
1: it followed the same pattern,
0: yeah. If this was like that, I would feel a little burnt, and so. I knew it wasn't going to because I knew that they were kind of trying to pretend that 2016, 2015, whenever it came out, Ghostbusters never happened. And this Mm -hmm. followed original canon. I still think that the one that was pitched a few years back would have been really cool too. Uh, Like the Judd Apatow, uh, Ghostbusters, like replacing these guys, like that crew of people were going to be their replacements. And yeah. starring the original people as well, the original Ghostbusters. But, uh, yeah, I, I will go ahead and say I was pleasantly surprised. I really, really enjoyed this film.
1: Yeah, I did too. Um, I think it hit like all the nostalgia marks.
0: Uh huh.
1: Right. Um, that you, you expect it to. You know, you've got, um, the the proton pack and Ecto one and everything like that. And it's just like, you know, it it hit all the big numbers, but I think it was smart to kind of do it from the perspective of a character or a couple of characters who had no idea what it was.
0: Yeah. It also kind of, that leads into like a meta level of like, there's a new audience. Discovering it all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then, so it's like, what do they do? They go back and look up stuff on YouTube mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And so I thought that was kind of a, like a clever way to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought the performances were fantastic. I, you know, obviously the, uh, the lead actress, the daughter, her name, what? Phoebe
1: McKenna Grace. Yeah. Is the her real name. Yeah. Phoebe.
0: Yeah. She did. Just fantastic in this film. Like she was awesome. Paul Rudd also. You know the was,
1: the 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 closing credit song was her too.
0: Oh really? So huh. yeah, yeah. Um, Weird. <laughs> yeah. Did you stay after for the two?
2: Yes. Well, yeah. Me too. Of
0: course I did. <laughs> um, yeah. So she did fantastic. Paul Rudd was fun as kind of. Kind of the uh, the mom's love interest slash also their school mm-hmm. teacher. Um, he was fine slash the- almost Rick Moranis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like Dana, Dana and uh, Rick Moranis in one character. You know, and also the the little kid uh, who played the character named Podcast. It was enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. fun, comic relief. I don't know. I, I really, really thought the performances uh, were were key. They were very, very good. Mm-hmm. The cinematography was great. Um, And honestly... The effects were good. Yeah, yeah, the special effects were good. They also, though, there was a few scenes that looked like way too CGI, you know? And I get that they were, but, you know... But I,
1: I, well, um, I'm glad that they did a lot of like actual puppets and stuff too. Yeah. Um, like the, the dogs and things were, uh, puppets for a lot of it. A lot of it was CG, but whatever.
0: Yeah. But and Olivia Wilde, like I, I, when she showed up, I was like, is that, is that Olivia Wilde? <laughs> like, I had no clue. I'm like, huh? She, are you not placing her? No. Yeah. She was, uh, she was Zool.
2: Huh. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she was, uh, what? or not zoo? uh, shit, uh, Gozer. Gozer, yeah. She was Gozer. Z- yeah, Zool was the dog, yeah. 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 But, uh, hmm. but huh. yeah, she was Gozer. Huh showing up looking like david bowie yeah (laughs) um but yeah uh but i don't know i mean i really enjoyed it i i think though it absolutely was fan service Uh, you know yeah yeah, yeah. but you know uh it kind of like you know, anybody who were the original Ghostbusters meant a lot to them, I, I, I will spoil just, uh, just, I'll try to not give spoilers, but I'll say that there's a scene that will tug at your heartstrings. You know, I, I you know, got a little, a little sad, a little sappy in the theaters. Um,
1: yeah. Whenever the l- little tiny Stay Puft Marshmallow
0: men. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, okay. I will say in the trailer, I was like, oh, damn, they, they're going to go all cutesy poo with it. I, uh, but oh. <laughs> I loved how they turned out. They were just like vicious as shit. <laughs>
1: they were just homicidal little maniacs.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, No, like, but, you know, it absolutely was aimed. It it, it was perfect for for someone like me. Uh, now, I'm not yeah. saying it's a perfect movie, but it was perfect for a fan of the original, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking like, shit, this is why I love movies. Like while watching it, like, holy shit toward the end, like, this is why I love movies. It's been a long time since the movies really hit me like that. Like I sit around mm-hmm. and watch movies a lot, but th- especially one that's not like important in any way, you know, like you, you watch something that has like, you know, historical element, like, oh, okay. You know, movies are important for
2: <laughs> you know
0: whatever documentation you know, like, like citizen kane or something is that what you're yeah, talking about or, or like an important film like uh i don't know robocop <laughs> yeah no i was thinking like schindler's list or something like that you know like an an actual important movie like oh, okay but but uh just because it puts visuals to stuff that really aren't they're almost too fucked up to to actually visualize you know but like mm-hmm. I don't know like this I just loved I loved it I don't feel like I don't feel like my wife loved it as much as I did when we left she was like yeah it was good and I was like ah we gotta buy it like it's fantastic but <laughs> but anyway um yeah what, what are your thoughts I don't
1: know. I mean, like, I, I do appreciate, um, you know, it, okay. So to me, for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. um, in the original Ghostbusters, Mm -hmm. like one of the most interesting things was always, uh, Evo Shandor. (laughs) So I was happy that they kind of, no. Cause it's like, cause all right, it's, it's very, um, Kind of almost Lovecraftian in a way, you know, that you get this like random dude in the 30s build a, an apartment building to contact otherworldly entities. Yeah. Right. And and like, so I am glad that um, they kind of added more to the lore of Evo Shandor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little upset that like they kind of wasted J.K. Simmons on it. <laughs> I could see that. Because he was only in, in, like, two seconds. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was another one.
0: It was like, is that... Is that J.K.'s
1: <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, if you're any type of actor and somebody said, hey, do you want to do, like, one line in this Ghostbusters movie? Mm-hmm. I'd jump all over it. You know what
0: I mean? Yeah.
1: But... um, So, I mean, like, I liked it. Uh The... The ending um, was—I don't know—I don't like not the the actual like tug at your heartstrings part that you mentioned earlier, but like
0: how how they show up,
1: the the actual action and stuff was kind of like,
0: eh.
1: At the end, I can absolutely
0: um, see that it was like okay, let's do a formulaic ending to this. Right. But I mean,
1: honestly, think about the end of Ghostbusters one. it's literally the same thing the end, they they sit there and they talk to Gozer for a second and then they try to shoot it.
0: Yeah, no, I've always, it. <laughs> I've always thought about that I've always thought about that because like I love Ghostbusters. the last two Halloweens have gone as as the, and these are current Halloweens.
1: You know? oh, yeah, I know but I like, love I love how your wife is always slimer though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best
0: part. Yeah, me and Gwen are Ghostbusters, Slimer and my littlest are <laughs> Kel, and my wife. Slimer, my littlest is uh, <laughs> is uh, Stay Puft. But um, anyway, so good. no, like I love it. But I've thought about that a million times. That like I've never seen a more anticlimactic movie that I love. Where it's just like. And it's all leading up to here, and this is it, and oh shit, okay. And Stay Puff shows up for a second, and it's done. Like, Ghostbusters 2 does the same thing, though, too. Yeah, but Ghostbusters 2, I will say, I'm a fan, but it kind of sucks. Oh, shut your mouth. I, you've but always had this, like, like, weird thing for Ghostbusters 2.
1: It's amazing. I think, it's like,. Once I, they get into the museum though, it's just like buzz, buzz him a little bit and they put him back in the painting and he's done. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think you'd just like to see the uh, Statue of Liberty bopping around. <laughs> Bop <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah. Uh, no Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh Ghostbusters two like Know, oh, I, I will say uh, during this film, I was like, it Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, I was like, huh, not much throwbacks for Ghostbusters 2 since like literally every cell of the film is dripping with Ghostbusters 1 throwback. Uh,
1: but, Raise a Cult that was in the yeah, second one,
0: yeah, that and that, like, alone. <laughs> I told you that, <laughs> that, uh, my, my wife, uh, had to take the kid, our littlest, to the bathroom right whenever they they looped in the Raise a Cult scene. So, like, mm-hmm. later when I, I don't think at this point it spoilers to mention that the original show, original to show up, Um, when that happened, she was like, What in the hell? <laughs>
1: like, How'd they find out about yeah, that?
0: I think that might have affected her enjoyment a, a little bit, where I was like, Yeah, she was like, Yeah, it was good. But <laughs> Yeah, she was like, "What? What? How would they even know?" And I was like, "Oh, you missed it." She like, "Oh god." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know, it was so. So, what else you got?
1: I mean, I, nothing really. I mean, like honestly, uh, like I said, there was a lot of there was a lot of humor in it. You know, um, there was a lot of callbacks, but it also made sense, though, with the plot. It wasn't just like, here's, well, except for the Stay Puft thing. That was just purely fan service. Because the other thing, like bringing back Zool and Vince Clorthu and stuff like that, like made sense for the plot. Yeah. But the Stay Puft doesn't. No. doesn't make any sense at all because that was what ray was thinking of whenever you know the form of the destroyer thing yeah <laughs> and so yeah. it's like that doesn't even make any sense but
0: were you bummed know, that overall, rick moranis didn't show up huh were you bummed that rick moranis didn't show up?
1: i really i i really actually was i was too because i know he doesn't really act anymore yeah. He does, like, some voice acting and stuff, but he said, you know, that he was retiring till his kids were out of college, or whatever, or his kids were in college, and that's still been a while, right. and so it's like, I, I thought, like, if anything was going to bring him back, it was going to be this.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Although I do hear he's coming back for the rumored uh Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. But, um... Yeah, I was bummed though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was a little. But I mean, bummed. How, how do they, you know, <laughs> yeah. put him in the? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, I guess technically he was an accountant. She calls up. She calls up uh, uh, Ray, and then she calls up. Just hey, you're you were that bumbling idiot, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, come on out, Dana's next door neighbor. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, all right, so we got to give it a rating, one to five. What are you going with? Four and a half. I'm going to go with a four.
2: Uh,
0: I I loved it. I think, so. like for me, it was a five out of five. I loved it. Yeah. But I think if I'm objectively looking at it as a film, I'm going to say it's a four out of five.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. I would say go see Ghostbusters unless you didn't like Ghostbusters, the original. (laughs) All right. We'll be back with our review of Hissers 3. All right, we're back. We are talking Hissers 3 Fortress of Flesh uh, by Ryan C. Thomas and Anthony Trevino. Um, And this book. uh, So here's here's a description. After surviving the destruction of their hometown, a hellish journey across the United States, and monsters both human and mutant, Connor and Amanita find themselves at one of the last remaining military bases in Southern California. Unfortunately, this isn't a safe haven. Death lurks just beyond the razor wire and concrete walls, and it's only a matter of time before their resources run dry. Their only hope of survival is to find a cure for the Hisser's Plague. Problem is the rest of the world blames America for the outbreak and are gearing up for nuclear war, forcing Connor Amanita, and the remaining survivor survivors to make a final stand before humanity becomes a distant memory. And that's fairly spot on. (laughs) That's a lot more than I would give away in the, in the summary. Um, So yeah, you know, if you've been following us throughout this Hissers saga, you have uh seen uh it's my recollection i mean i liked i liked all the books, but first one uh was basically them growing up and facing this second one was them just on kind of journey after journey to get reunited and then this one they've arrived at the air, the uh military base for yeah, the especially second a couple of months later right mhm no. and it uh, i I was expecting since Connor and well I guess Connor and Amanita both left military bases at the the uh, beginning of the second book I was kind of expecting that to happen but this w- doesn't really happen they don't really leave the base much in this book no and I think the book's better for it. Uh, only because it doesn't put it at a kind of monster of the week feel that the second book had, which was my only real criticism at it. Not mm-hmm. monster of the week, but, you know, monster of the chapter. It's like, oh, we <laughs> we found it here. It's a monster.
1: Oh. Yeah, it was, it was constantly, oh, we have to go. Yeah. You know, and I mean, which also made sense because it was technically like, you know, the goal was to get to the other side of the U.S.,
0: yeah, you know, no, it, so it's like
1: it made sense, but yeah, it was uh, a little repetitive.
0: But uh, you know what, what this this trilogy uh really really felt like you know, part 1 was act 1, part 2 was act 2, part 3 yeah. is act 3. like very structurally.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a very good cohesive uh like three-part story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and I will say, you know, this book also didn't have as much of the, oh, here's new characters and they're dead. That part two did. Yeah. you know, uh, the, the brothers that were introduced in here, uh, what was their name? The, the what brothers? The Hawk. The Hawk brothers. Hawk brothers. Yeah. They were really, really, uh, (laughs) I, I kind of loved them. Like I kind of hated them at first. Oh yeah.
1: But by the end of the book, I really, really liked them. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I would like a, a spinoff uh, novella. You never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this this book was interesting. I I was all in. I I read. Uh, you know, like I said, I finished it earlier today, and. I read probably the first 20% the the other day and then the rest really kind of gripped me and I, I read all in one sitting and it's mm-hmm. not a short book really. It's three, nah. about 300 pages, something like that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, which I guess some people consider short books, <laughs> but yeah uh, I don't know. I, it was average book length, I guess. <laughs> but uh yeah it really really uh was very very good it really really was very very good good um at uh keeping minimal like it keeping your attention in scenes with minimal action did mm-hmm. did you notice that that the pacing
1: yeah cuz like the i'd say Like, uh, you know, up to like the first half of the book, there's not really like that much action. There's a couple of little scenes and stuff like you think when they're going to go to the zoo that it's going to last longer than it does. Mm -hmm. But it's like a couple pages. (laughs) It's like it. Um, But it's a lot more, you know, sort of. um, Here's where our characters are. And how all of this is kind of affecting them, and sort of like what's going on in day to day life now, mm-hmm. uh, a few months into the apocalypse. Um, I guess at this point, if you go from the first book, it's been probably a good half a year.
0: Yeah, I think it's right? by the end of it. I think it was seven months since the first book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um not the very end, not the epilogue, Yeah, not the epilogue, but. Yeah, spoilers, there's an epilogue. (laughs) Spoilers, the book
2: ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, honestly, these characters, they were put through hell. Um, I don't feel like this was as particularly uh, gruesome as the first book, especially. Well, I -hmm. guess the second book had a lot of gruesome moments. This one didn't feel as particularly gruesome. But this also had a much more serious tone to it than, I mean, all of them are serious books. But this one just kind of was a different tone altogether uh, in terms of this was much more dramatic. It felt like the stakes were on every page, you know, it was like, and, you know, you're watching your characters grow up, you know, when you think, okay, this has been seven months since the zombie uh the zomb- or the hisser uh outbreak started you're seeing these characters that mentally have like aged well like a decade or yeah, so yeah it
1: feels like years for
0: them. Yeah. They're just you know like-
1: so so much where like Connor and Amanita are like teenagers but they're attending like um military briefings. Yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, because they've had so much experience with the Hissers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And one one part I I really loved was whenever they were like, you know, do you think they're safe? And they're like, of course, they're like the world's most unkillable couple. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It was like, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, There was there was a lot of really, really cool stuff in this. And, you know, going in into this book. Uh, and this isn't kissing ass since they're friends of the show. They they should know better <laughs> than any of that. But going into this, I was like, I don't know how they're going to pull off the trick shot of this, this book being a satisfying ending because honestly, zombie books have one of two endings. Everything gets better, which is not seen that often. And it's always unfulfilling or two, mm. the world goes to shit and it's, fulfilling on a believable basis but you hate that for the characters that you like you know yeah and so i was just like i don't know how they're going to pull this one off uh because this book is a little different than most zombie books it, it turns into more as we've discussed more of a monster type book uh the hissers yeah. themselves are like zombies Body meet horror. the blob yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, it's
1: it's ba- they're basically zombies meet the thing
0: yeah yeah but uh I, I i don't know i mean i i think that they really were able to pull it off i mean i i didn't feel deprived of hey what this would have been cool if it had gone this way or whatever they they pulled off a really cool and kind of believable type ending uh in the yeah there there's a little bit that you may have to stretch you know your limits of eh, is that believable? <laughs> but uh, uh, but they really did a fantastic job, and unlike a lot of books uh, that are co-written, um, there weren't any sort of tonal differences. That yeah, I, I was gonna
1: say like I couldn't really tell, you know, that it was actually two different people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're gonna get a, a, a ghost writer, uh <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Trevino might be your man. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I wonder if it's you know, if if it's partially because like he's you know, he's said it before, he's like he was a fan mm-hmm. of Ryan. You know, so I wonder if if that made a difference or not.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, maybe we should text him <laughs> <laughs> just,
1: just Message him right now Hey, we're in the middle of our, our episode <laughs> Do you think being a fan of Ryan Helped you write this the third one Of his book?
2: <laughs>
1: um,
0: oh my god That'd be hilarious But uh, Yeah, no, I, I agree And, uh, you know, they're their friends i think yeah. their relationship extends more to, than just writing seeing you. Oh yeah 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 so they got that at least the podcast together But too. i'm
1: just saying like yeah it is it, i'm just saying it's easier to like latch on to a style if you're familiar with the work already Yeah you
0: know Yeah i could i could see that i would I would feel, well, I mean, I guess he has some books under his belt, but I would feel intimidated, you know, to latch on, not latch on. That's such a shitty way to put it. (laughs) But, but no, to try to mimic someone's style, uh, even if you were a fan, like it would be intimidating. And I wonder if that was intimidating for, for him to do. Um, Nah, yeah I, I don't know i i feel like there's these a, are
1: all questions we could have asked like last
0: episode <laughs> instead we were just drinking beer and talking about R.L. stein <laughs> but we hadn't gotten to the book that they co-wrote together at that point that's true but uh, and even that's another layer layer of intimidation not only is it uh you know something you're a fan of or not only is it an author you're a fan of you're starting to co-write from third book in,
2: yeah,
0: you know, and so. But I have heard Ryan on Two Dads and a Millennial say that you know, had he not come in and helped, this never would have gotten concluded. He he just, mm-hmm. he, so, yeah, I I don't know. It's a fresh perspective. I I guess probably helps, um, but I think you know structurally and from the point of view of a reader. Uh, it worked, they worked out very well together. Uh, oh, yeah. So, because there was that other book that we covered, uh, that Ryan co wrote with Craig Saunders, uh, Red Ice Run.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you could tell a little bit, remember, man, I you could tell a little bit between their two styles, but they also, uh, were each writing one point of view. And yeah. each chapter alternated points the, of view.
1: The same thing we did a uh, another book did, uh, with uh,
0: that Matt Keen? Shaw and... No, I think it was Stuart Keane and Andrew Lennon. Was that it? Is it Gemini? The two girl Maybe. Uh, the two
1: killers? The, that they wrote like com- that, that it was on purpose that it was like two different styles and stuff. Yeah. That one? yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't... Huh. Man, I, I hope I have those two authors. That's been like five or six years ago. Yeah, right? it was a long time ago. Yeah. Gemini. Let me look it up see. Yeah, Stuart Keenum. Oh, you know what? It wasn't Andrew Lennon. It was Matt Hickman. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. <laughs> anyway. Um,
2: uh,
1: but th- this book uh, also gave me... Um, what I was looking for in the second one, which I was hoping that this one would do, which was um, sort of, I don't want to say raising the stakes, but increasing the threat of um, the Hissers in, in you know, overall. Because like, the first one, the Hissers are mainly like, zombies, right? Mm. But the whole thing is, you know, for those who haven't heard the other ones or whatever, is that like basically when they get injured they can just grab another arm or something like that and just graft it to themselves, right? And so you run around, or they run around with these like monstrosities where it's like arms coming out of their heads and stuff like that. Um, There's one in this one that's a like a head with an arm and a leg uh-huh. and it's like sneaks around like a snake. But anyway, um, but in, in like the first one, they start kind of like snowballing together and becoming these spider monsters. Right. And then my, one of my only real criticisms when the second one was that wasn't really explored again. Like they had the spider monsters and they had bigger ones, but that was like kind of it. And then this one gave me the extension that I wanted.
0: Yeah, yeah. the The scene, especially where they were in, uh, Amanita and Connor were in a, a building toward the end of the book, and it was just them mm-hmm. and uh, what was it in the comms building, and. Yeah. And they had this one towering up, but also not not only was it towering up, it, it shot in with an appendage, like a long snake with a head on it. Like, it was just like, holy shit, that's super cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. They they did some really neat things uh, in this book. I think anyone that is a fan of body horror, and especially if you like zombies too, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like requisite reading. Like It's really, really good. Um, yeah, yeah. In terms, uh, did you feel like they stuck the landing in terms of uh, trilogy or no?
1: I do. Um, I mean, and you know, like we said, it, there's only like really two options to to in like a zombie story, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And um, I think you know it. It was it landed well right but it didn't like it wasn't i don't want to i don't know how to say this without being spoilery you know that it it wasn't um it wasn't world war z if that makes sense the movie the world Mo- war z the movie or the book yeah <laughs> the movie <laughs> okay like there there was more there's there's more effort to the ending you know yeah. which makes it end believable um if that makes sense
2: yeah you know yeah, or I, more
0: believable
1: uh, i think it was satisfying
0: um yeah yeah and no i i really felt like this was a satisfying end to the series i and honestly part of my delay in reading this and uh, lining it up with the podcast a is procrastination in general. <laughs> Just, you know, we always tend to do that. I'll even read other books in between. But I also yeah. want it to be, like, fresh. I don't want yeah. to revisit something I read a few weeks ago. I can do that with movies, but it's harder for me with books. Um, But, B, like, the other reason is that, like, I... I, I didn't really want the series to end, which is something that happens with me in TV shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ash versus evil dead. I've been, you know, I finally finished mm-hmm. the second season after what, two years of not watching it. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I didn't really want this to end and I felt, I felt like this is a, a really, really, uh, satisfying ending. I, I almost have not much, I mean, the, the minor criticisms that I could levy against this was twice they they were somewhere without their guns, which I felt was unbelievable that they left them at the barracks, like, twice. And I was like, really? You're going to do that twice? But, like, if that is the amount of criticism I could give,
2: that's, like, so low.
0: Because, <laughs> like, I'm thinking, oh, okay, if I'm a seven, 17-year-old kid in this situation, or, or I think they're only 14, right? Um... Yeah, because they couldn't drive yet. Yeah, maybe f- fifteen maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you know how often I'd leave my gun. <laughs> you know, if I was like, so it was like, yeah, I guess that's super believable. <laughs> but like that was like the only criticism that I I had, and I feel like that's you know for people that go looking for things to, to criticize, <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's really really high. Um. Yeah, I I thought this was good. So how would you uh land this? Uh, where'd you land on it?
1: Um I'd say definitely like a solid 4.
0: Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, solid 4. I think I've given all of them fours. This is like
0: it's it's been, you know, um I think maybe the first one four and a half. I think he did the first one four and a half, but I feel like the series itself is is a a solid four. Like oh yeah, absolutely. For it. Like, but,
1: like if you're into if you're into zombie stuff, um, you know, especially you know unique takes on zombie stuff, I can't recommend this enough.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, I I agree. I mean, and not only not only that, like. I'm very, very impressed with the co-writing, uh, like, angle mm-hmm. of it. I mean, I, I get that, you know, if you're just interested in the story, hey, the story's great. But the co-writing angle, you, the fact that it's seamless, you know, I, I can now say that n- not only do I want to check out, uh, or not only, you know, am I a fan of Brian's work, like, I'm a fan of Anthony's work n- yeah. as well. Like, this is, this is really cool. This really, really kind of a... uh A fresh perspective on the genre itself and and a satisfying ending. I I loved it. So I would say check out the Hissers uh, series. Yeah. I don't know why twice tonight I've been like, so I would say, (laughs) like as if I hadn't just talked my ass off. (laughs) But anyway. All right. Well,
1: that's all I got. Yeah. So next time... End of year review.
0: Yep, top five top films five. of the year. Okay, I guess I gotta start watching some movies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm out. <laughs> okay.